You are listening to the Keenan Vision Podcast, produced by SalesforceDevOps.net. This is Episode 9, broadcast Tuesday, August 30th, 2022. Opsera, Salesforce DevOps Top Products Demo with Vern. Okay, welcome everybody to the Keenan Vision Podcast series. And here we're looking at the top DevOps products that we've just published recently. And today we have Opsera in. And uh, today we have uh, Derek Ross, who is a lead solutions engineer for Opsera. So welcome, Derek, to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Vernon. Excited to be here. Yeah, it's cool. So we're going to basically just get right into the demo. So that's the meat of the podcast today. And uh, but before we do that, I just wanted Eric to kind of uh, give you a feel for what he does for Opsera and uh, and how he uh, helps customers. Yeah, so uh, it's hard to talk about my career without uh, talking about my military experience. I worked in the special operations community uh, where we worked in very small independent teams and the way we planned and executed missions really uh, put me right into the DevOps community. Uh, and building mission-focused teams is something I really kind of gravitated towards. And I started my career out at GE Aviation as a DevOps engineer. I went to T-Mobile as a product owner for the release engineering products. And for the last six years, I've been a solutions engineer in various testing and DevOps products. So uh, very ingra- operations is very ingrained into who I am and how I work. Wow, that's cool. So uh, automation is your, is your key to happiness? Yes, I like to uh, I like to do things that make my life easier later. Good. Okay. So we're gonna now just kind of jump into uh, Opsera demo, and uh, uh, Derek, why don't you start off by kind of just telling us a little bit about what Opsera is and kind of the breadth of the solution. Yeah. So Opsera is a continuous orchestration platform. So the market has a real issue with connecting all of the different tools that are part of the delivery assembly line and then creating visibility on top of that assembly line to understand how fast am I delivering my product, at what quality, and do I have any security vulnerabilities? Uh, Mm -hmm. So Opsera has looked to bring all of those tools into one place, give you a single pane of glass to control and to orchestrate and to create visibility for those tool sets and those processes. So Derek, why don't you go ahead and take over the screen and why don't you show us maybe the homepage? Absolutely. Uh, I do want to start with a slide, uh, and that's just to explain a little bit about how Opsera is created for our customers. So um, typically, if you download something like Jenkins, you have to figure out where to host it. Maybe you run it in your local machine. Uh, But with Opsera, we're a completely SaaS platform. So you get set up with a single tenant VPC. Um, We create a portal for you with your customer name uh, at .opsera.io. So you have your own personal portal to log into. And then you could create your sub orgs uh, to deploy your tools, uh, create your pipelines, and create your dashboards. Cool. So that's all on a uh, cloud native, um, separate external system to all of the products that you're managing. Correct. You get the best of both worlds. We manage everything for you, but everything is completely isolated just in your tenancy. So there's no risk of mm-hmm. exposure. Good. 
This is the home screen that you land in when you first come into Avsera. So when you first land, you get to see our three different modules, which are toolchain automation, declarative pipelines, and insights. Toolchain automation is where I'll start. And when you go into toolchain automation, it allows you to manage the tools that you need to deploy your applications. And we support various application types, whether they be SaaS applications or traditional applications. So you can create a new application here or edit an existing application. And within that application, you can start selecting the tools that you may need to deploy to support your processes, whether it be Team City, Jenkins, Argo CD, Artifactory, Sonar Cube. And if there's something that you don't see here, we can work with you to add that to the list of managed tools that we take care of for you. So the, these are um, usually the tools that people uh, employ to create their own cloud native applications within the enterprise. And so Correct. you're giving us uh, kind of a, a visual control plane into managing all those things, right? Yeah, so when I click, if I want to deploy Spinnaker, I'll click, I'll select confirm, I'll deploy tool selection, and within five to 10 minutes, I'll get an email of the URL to the newly deployed tool. I'll get the admin password and credentials, and then I'll also be able to see it registered in the tool registry where I can bring in all of the other tools that I may use in my processes. So there's various tools like GitHub, Jira, um, GitLab, uh, Argo CD that maybe I already have deployed or I have subscriptions to. So the tool registry concept allows you to bring those existing tools as well as the tools that are being managed by Opsera to create your entire holistic pipeline solution. Neato. Okay. Once so you've got everything show us how to do that right <laughs> i am once you've got everything pulled in from opsera and you're going to register a new tool you'll go select the tool so that may be github that may be aws that may be ansible once you've selected that tool you'll fill out the name you'll create a cost center and then you'll set any rbac mechanism so that you can control who can or cannot use this and you can do that by group or by user once you've selected that and you've created that, you'll go into the connection and each tool has its own type of connection. Uh, so you might use an access key, you might use a username and password, or in the case of AWS, uh, you'll use your AWS configuration. And then once you've created those, you can test that connection. You'll see that you're connected and you now know that you can go use this in a pipeline or you can get data in the dashboards. Uh, one thing I wanted to note is these secrets we're seeing on the screen, those are being managed uh, correctly, aren't they? Yeah, so we take security very seriously. And so everything is managed by Vault. So we have a Vault underlying. You can either use the Vault that Opsera has brought to you, or you can. we have your bring your own Vault concept as well. Right, HashiCorp Vault. Yes. Perfect. Once you've got all of your tools set up, then you can be, begin to create your pipelines for your various deployments, uh, whether it be Salesforce, whether it be a traditional uh, delivery to a VM, uh, or uh, the modern containerized application go into Kubernetes. I'm going to go through two use cases today, so you have a little bit of both flavors. I'm going to do a Salesforce pipeline, and I'm going to show you a Node.js Express API that's containerized being delivered to Kubernetes through Argo CD. When it comes to Salesforce, uh, we deal with both low coders and high coders. Uh, so there's people who interact uh, just like any other software development team. They use Git, uh, they use Jira, and they um, are using an IDE to deliver code. 
But there are right. some that are very uncomfortable with something like a git command. So we have the idea of tasks. And in task, you can use your task to push directly from an organization to a git branch. So you can start using git ops without actually uh, having to use any git commands. You'll run your task mm -hmm. and you'll create that branch. You'll go through our wizard and in our wizard, you'll be able to select the uh, package that you actually want to send up. So if uh, what I demoed is a custom field. So I would select that custom field. I'd move through the workflow. It's going to find my uh, changes that I have in my uh, original source organization. So what you were saying before is that uh, you have the ability to uh, uh, select specific items based on the types, right? Yes. And can I create like a package.xml or something to do more than just one? Yes, you could create a package.xml to create all the components. I simplified this down to just one component, but if I okay. go back, oh, go ahead. I just wanted to make sure about that. Yeah, I could have added every type of component that I that I had there, and then this mm -hmm. could have been a very big XML, but I wanted to get it down to just a single entity. Got it. Okay. As I proceed with this, you're going to see the example of the packaged XML. And so here right. is my presentation, and I can actually go to GitHub. And I'll take a look at my Salesforce pipeline. Oopsie. Yeah, the demo gods got me. Uh, and I'll be able to see I've got my branch here. And mm -hmm. inside my branch, I can see my package XMLs that have been created. So I can uh, do a pull request and merge this. So this is allowing folks who uh, aren't familiar with Git and are really kind of low code level users to organize this kind of deployment in Salesforce. Absolutely, that's correct. It allows them to collaborate with their high coder peers as well and get into the same process. So now as a release manager of a Salesforce application, I can interact both with my low coders and my high coders in the exact same way. Okay. Well, Once that's... this pull, pull request is accepted, so if we go into our pull request, we could take a look. And before this, I did a pull request and I merged this branch into the main branch. What that does is if we go into our pipelines, we can see the last run. So this pipeline, this is the pipeline for that Salesforce. Each pipeline is going to have the metadata for the pipeline. So you can see who's the owner, tags that are associated with this pipeline, what type of pipeline it is, and all of the logs from the last run. So you can see that a job was created our, and this is where we created the package XML. We validated, we did a PMD scan on it. We backed up the, uh, the org that we want to deploy to. We have a approval gate, and then we deployed to production. That workflow can be seen here, where we have the start of workflow card that's connected to the repository that we just looked at. So once the merge happens to the main branch. Mm -hmm. so, so now we're looking at a, uh, a graphical illustration of the scripted the commands that you want to occur in the pipeline. 
Yes. So this is a way to walk through that, uh, that workflow without having to actually write any code to make that workflow happen. So this is how uh, per people can write, uh, can create a scripted command server or scripted functions to do pipeline actions in a low code environment. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm, I'm kind of uh, doing the uh, sports casting here for our audio listeners. So, uh, so I'm seeing a lot of uh, just connected boxes and just what you would expect to see kind of like on a Salesforce flow diagram. Yeah, so each box represents a stage. So one stage that I have here is uh, where we actually create the package XML and I can configure that against the repository where I've stored my code. Mm -hmm. And then I have a validation stage and I have my scanning stage and each one of those is configured individually with a card. And if I edit the workflow, I can move these cards up and down to change the order in which mm -hmm. these execute. And if I mm -hmm. wanna add a new one, I just click the plus sign, I configure that card, and then now I can add that to the workflow. It looks a lot like flow. <laughs> we wanna make no sure that, that you can work in a familiar environment that feels right. Mm -hmm. So this pipeline went all the way through. It deployed to production. We can go through the summary and we can look at the report of what happened. So when we see the deploy to production, we can look at the report. In that report, I can see when this happened, the number of components that were deployed, any unit tests and code coverage that would be associated with this. Mm -hmm. And then I can go into the component details and actually look at the package.xml that was deployed. Good. Any quest questions yeah. around the Salesforce use case before we move on to the containerized use case? So this, uh, yeah, it, it works with different environments, right? So can I use this? You were, that's what you were showing. Was it like if I were moving from a uh, sandbox to um, a production org, for example? Yeah, so in the tool registry, we have the Salesforce org, uh, as well as all the other tools that are involved registered. And so here in this package job, you can actually see mm -hmm. that I've got my ops demo one. So I have my source org configured here. Okay. And then when we go down to the production org, we'll see that we're actually going to deploy to the demo two org. So we're going to actually go to that next higher org. Okay. So this is um, actually similar to what's coming up in Salesforce DevOps Center, where they kind of let you move stuff from uh, environment to environment uh, in a similar way. Correct. The, the nice thing about Opsera is that we're actually outside of Salesforce and we do everything through API. So if there's external tools that you want to use, uh, there's no integration that you have to go through through the Salesforce environment. We can coordinate everything without you having to go through the pain of proprietary mm -hmm. integrations. Well, a basic difference is uh, what I described with Salesforce DevOps Center is that uh, that's a manual thing you have to do. So you have to be sitting in front of the screen and actually make that happen like an admin. Um, where Opsera is completely different in that it, it has one major feature that DevOps Center lacks, which is the command server, the ability to run this pipeline that we're looking at. Absolutely. Thanks for that. Okay. 
Moving on from Salesforce. Moving on from I, Salesforce. Oh, go ahead. And let me ask a question about this. Do customers, do they kind of look at Upsira like as a way to kind of tame the jungle of different DevOps projects out there in their company? Yeah, so that's one way to look at it is that we're going to go find all of the different teams that are delivering Salesforce, delivering traditional containerized apps, maybe they're delivering infrastructure as code, and they're all working in different instances of CI servers. Maybe one team has GitLab, one team has GitHub, the other team has Jenkins. They're all using different instances of SonarCube. They're using different instances of artifact repositories. All of those can be registered in the tool registry. So now we can start getting a single pane of glass where everyone's coming through at least the same orchestration platform, and we're, but we're not asking them to immediately change any of their delivery processes in order to get on the platform and gain that visibility. So we meet you with your, where you're at, and then we help guide you along that transformation journey since we've been doing yeah. it across the, across the industry for a while now. Yeah, that seems to be a big driver for cloud-based DevOps services is uh, companies have been adopting us, this stuff for 10 years and sometimes it's gotten out of hand with a lot of bigger organizations. Yeah, you see that in a lot of organizations where you have to move fast and they're waiting on a centralized team and that centralized team cannot solve the problem for everybody at once. So you get that whole idea that we came up with uh, of shadow IT creating their own applications and their own pipelines well we still want you to be able to do that but we want to bring you into the fold and be able to create some visibility around what processes are working and what's not cool so i think you're going to show us now how we can uh, make like a um, docker container that we could put in our kubernetes cluster Yes, there's two pipelines I want to show you. Um, typically, when we're delivering modern DevOps, we do some type of feature branching. We do a pull request and we go into a main. So I'm going to show you just a way that you can set up a workflow that is similar to that. Here I have a developer feedback pipeline, and then here I have the build and test pipeline. The developer feedback pipeline would support a feature branch. So if I come into this feature branch pipeline, I can see all the same metadata. I can see the logs, but the steps are a little different. I'm going to do a git uh, we have a Git custodian that's actually going to check and make sure we haven't introduced any PII or any kind of credentials. We're going to create mm -hmm. that Docker image, push it to Nexus, and deploy it to our dev instance. Okay. We get to work in a low-code way in exactly the same way. We can configure so each So we're just part. looking at those these sequential flow-like steps laid out in our, in our uh, sequence. And as you go from top to bottom here, you can see what repository and branch we're coming from. You can see that we scan with our Git custodian tool to make sure you don't introduce any secrets or security vulnerabilities. We mm -hmm. create that Docker image and push it to Nexus. And when you integrate with your pipelines uh, or with your artifact repositories, you could give the credentials for those tools and access and then everything indexes for you. So as a mm -hmm. develop developer of a pipeline, I don't need to know any syntax to integrate with my artifact repository. I can just select from the repositories that are available, select the the artifact that I want to push, and then I just save that and oh. run it. So like it does if it's a Docker repository or some other kind of repository sort of automatically handles the um, lower level interaction file and network uh, protocols necessary to interact with it. That's 
percent correct. So whether you have a Maven uh, Maven repository or it's a Docker image repository or it's an NPM registry, you're going to integrate and act with that in the same way through the card-based solution. And you're just going to select which type of repository you want to interact for that workflow step. Nice. That's a lot of junk, a lot of cognitive uh, overhead for for DevOps people. Absolutely. It allows me to think more about process uh, and, and how to actually uh, create those assembly line workflows for my team. Okay. Here are deployment to dev. You can see we actually support GitOps through Argo CD. So in this particular case, we're deploying to a Kubernetes instance through an Argo CD configuration that was completely managed within Opsera. Uh, and it handles just deploying through- Coincidentally. Right. <laughs> our, our Kubernetes YAML. Uh, so you don't have to okay. leave the tool. You just point at your deployment files and this manages everything for you. So as you deploy new images, uh, mm -hmm. this will actually update your repository so that in your repository, you are capturing the latest image that has synced correctly. So once that deployment has, has right. happened successfully, it'll rewrite to the repository. So this is the traditional um, CI step uh, in uh, JavaScript server-based programs. So we're taking all that source code and we're compiling it essentially into a uh, Docker image, kind of like creating a little mini virtual machine that will run this uh, node.js program and will then serve it out to some sort of port. And we're sending that to Kubernetes to essentially manage in a cluster. That's correct. And this next pipe, oh, go ahead. Please continue. And this, and this next pipeline is this is after the pull request. This is where we get a little bit more beefy and we start doing a sonar cube scan. Uh, mm -hmm. We run some integration tests and then we have the ability to do approval gates and integrate with email, your Jira's or service now ticket processes or within Microsoft Teams or Slack. So depending on how mm -hmm. your team collaborates and work, we can get notifications from each and every pipeline step uh, to create an interaction with a human being at that given point in time. Is that the main way that Opsera interacts with uh, application lifecycle management tools, such as the ones you showed we have, there? We have uh, th almost, uh, three ways to really interact with that external tools like that. So one mm -hmm. is direct integrations through the card that I just showed you. Mm -hmm. uh, second is if there's an, an API that you want to interact with that we don't have a native integration with, we have an API integrator that allows you to pre-configure calls for both triggers and status checks. And then you, you can use cards to interact with that. And then the third way is through command line steps. And command line steps, I'll show you one here, allow you to run any type of command line tool and we'll manage the dependencies for you. So here you can see mm -hmm. I'm running an NPM test and then I'm managing that I need node version 15 in this space available in order to run that test. Mm -hmm. Interesting. The last thing that I want to cover as part of our overview is I want to show you our insights module. So mm -hmm. in our insights module, uh, you can see that we can create a new dashboard and on our new dashboard, we'll select the name. We'll select operations, pipeline, planning, what type of dashboard we're going to create. We'll select the persona that we're going to create this floor. And then in our 
RBAC mechanisms, you can control who has access and who can actually see this dashboard. Okay, so here we're getting ready to essentially use analytics to look at our development process. Correct. So for all the tools that we have connected to Opsera and the pipelines that we're using in Opsera, we can start collecting metrics. And here we can see an executive dashboard that has a high level overview of all the deployments that we're doing, mm -hmm. where we're spending time in those. Uh, we've got some uh, pipeline status. And here in our Sonar Cube card, you can actually drill down into the card and you can see what pipelines are contributing to this. And if I wanna take this a level up, and I want to make this more of an organization dashboard. We do that through uh, our pipeline tags and our tool tags. So here, if I remove this tag that I have specifying that I only wanted to look at pipelines that are associated with Node.js, I'll remove that. And when mm -hmm. I save this and I go back and look at that card, now I have multiple pipelines that are coming to this because now it's got a broader view of uh, analysis. Okay. If I want to add any KPIs to any card or any dashboard, we have a hundred plus KPIs that are all aligned with Dora, DOD, and NIST metrics. So Good. if you're using if you're using Salesforce, we have Salesforce metrics. If you're using GitHub, we have GitHub metrics. If you need the same Git metrics for GitLab, we can pull those GitLab metrics up. So whether it's by tool or whether it's by category, we provide all of the different metrics that you need to provide the picture to an executive, a release manager, or a developer. Uh, so we can hit those different levels. Nice. So this is, um, it's, it looks like we've got a, um, a dashboard here with all kinds of, uh, of built-in templates. We've got Dora metrics we can tie into our total uh pipeline process we can uh use this to evaluate changes over time um and we can focus on like the most important one right there is lead time how quickly can we actually get the work done for our for our clients in the organization so that's fantastic i think um so this is what i call um you know observability and there's a huge lack of it generally in Salesforce uh, DevOps. So is there, can you show me anything specific to Salesforce here? Uh, yeah. Drill into that a little bit. Because okay, once we brushed on that. Absolutely, Vernon. So uh, here you can see the Salesforce metrics that are going to look a lot like the traditional software development lifecycle metrics. Uh, because mm -hmm. DevOps is DevOps, whether you're delivering a SaaS application or a, tradi or a traditional software application. So here you can see successful uh, backups versus uh, successful rollbacks. We can see profile migrations, the duration by stage and the pipeline, very similar to the card that we showed around the, uh, mm -hmm. the software SDLC pipeline. Jira lead time on projects that are associated with your Salesforce and then uh, any kind of unit testing metrics for failure and success rates. Good. Well, that's a lot more visibility than most uh, most shops have now. So I think uh, I'd love to show this stuff off so people can get an idea of what they're missing. I agree. And that's one great thing about partnering with someone like Opsera is that we get to constantly think about how to improve these metrics and we're constantly rolling out new cards and ways 
to view what's going on within your organizations and make you more as effective as you're delivering. Okay, Derek, is there, I think we're, we've kind of wrapped it up here in terms of the Opsera demo for today. Is that the case? I think so. Okay, why don't you take that screen down and we could say goodbye to people. And uh, so congratulations on a, on a demo. Uh, so I'm curious when you're out there as a solutions engineer and you're helping people build prototypes and you're selling to people all the time, what kind of, what is the majority of the solutions that they're really have a lot of pain in and they get excited about Upsara as a solution for? I'll tell you one of the big ones and actually one of the reasons that I actually came to Upsara is the, the pain in creating visibility. So everywhere I go, everyone's trying to create that visibility across products. They're trying to understand what teams are using what and where they're at in the delivery lifecycle. And they uh, sometimes have access to the data, but the data isn't correlated. So they go to one system and they get data from that system. Then they go to the next system, they get data from that system. But the, how does that tell the story of a build? At the end of the day, uh, as software deliverers, we're a lot like manufacturers. Our artifact is a software artifact instead of a car or an airplane. And we need to be able to tell the story about everything that happened to that artifact. And that's what we at Opsera are striving to do is tell that story. Cool. Well, that was great. Great pitch, Derek. So I appreciate uh, you sharing that with our audience today. And um, in the future, we're going to have more uh, exciting products from the SalesforceDevOps.net top products list. So uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Keenan Vision Podcast. Please come visit the salesforcedevops.net website and sign up for email notifications of significant updates. Thanks to 10 Ton Chicken for the music, which is available on iTunes. And also be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review about how well we did on this podcast.